0: podcast number 30 here on The Voice of the Arts with your host, yours truly, Joe Weber. In the year 1950, 11 years after the death of Sigmund Freud, the creator of Psychoanalysis, the musical comedy Guys and Dolls debuted on Broadway. In it, a chorus girl pages through a book on psychopathology and learns of the connection between emotion and the immune system. Let's give a listen to Adelaide's Lament, performed by Vivian Blaine, who appeared in the original Broadway production.
1: It says here in this book, the average unmarried female, basically insecure, due to some long frustration, may react with psychosomatic symptoms difficult to endure, affecting the upper respiratory tract. If she's tired of getting that fish eye from the hotel like a person can develop a cold It says here the female remaining single just in the legal sense shows a neurotic tendency. See note see note. Chronic organic syndromes, toxic or hypertense, involving the eye, the ear, the nose, and throat. In other words, just from wondering whether the wedding is on a roof, a patient (coughs) can develop a cough. You can feed her all day with a vitamin. A post-nasal drip with the wheezes and the sneezes and a sinus that's really a pip from a lack of community property and a feeling she's getting too old a person can develop a bone.
0: So why, you must be asking yourself, did they get off at Saratoga for the 14th time? I'll tell you why. There's a racetrack in Saratoga, and Adelaide's boyfriend, the notorious Nathan Detroit, likes to play the horses. So what about this connection between emotions and our health? I failed at getting into medical school. My grades in the bare minimum of pre-med requirements that I took in college were average. Well, maybe even below average. My medical boards were even worse. My theories on the mind-body connection are based on zero academic research, and the only clinical research is based on observations of myself when I get a cold. When I get a cold, my nose runs and my eyes get watery. This also happens when I have a good cry. From these empirical observations, I have come up with the theory that one gets a cold when one needs a good cry for any number of reasons. You might be missing a loved one who is far away, or you might be mourning the loss of a parent, or you might remember a cruel and hurtful comment from childhood. We don't like to dwell on things that have hurt our feelings. I have expressed this idea to an ear, nose, and throat physician who was checking me out at the time for a recurring hoarseness. He told me that my hoarseness was due to reflux affecting my vocal cords and explained that it was most likely caused by drinking alcohol in the evening. I told him that I don't like drinking in the morning, so that wouldn't be a solution to the problem. Anyway, he didn't dismiss my ideas on the connection between colds and unexpressed sadness out of hand. Let's get back to Guys and Dolls.
2: I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's the guy that says if the weather's clear, can do, can do. This guy says the horse can do, if he says the horse can do, can do, can do. I'm thinkin' Valentine,
3: cause on the morning line, the guy has got him figured at five to nine. But look at it's half, he wins a a half, according to guys, this, the here is a telegraph. But Paul, we're we i I hear his foot's all right, of course it, right. it all teeth. if it, it rained rain last night. I know it's Valentine's. the morning marks look fine, besides the jockey's brother's a friend of mine. And just a minute, boys, I got the feedback's noise, it's just his great grandfather was terrible poison. I tell you, Paul, no now this is rice. no bum steer, it's from a but that's rice. real sincere. I can go for valentine, cause can on the morning do. line, the this guy has guys got him line. as five to nine. So make an epitaph, can't buy a half, before you throw this here in the trap.
4: Epitaph, valentine, I got the whole.
0: Maybe some of you remember a Seinfeld episode in which Kramer overheard two guys talking on the subway about a sure winner at Aqueduct Racetrack in the New York area. They were saying the key to this particular horse's victory would be the fact that he loved running in the mud. His mother was a mudder and his father was a mudder, and the horse in question loved the slop, i.e. racing in the mud. I had a girlfriend who would order vodka with ice and muddled orange. She would often ask the bartender, do you have a muddler? And I used to joke with her that her mother was a muddler and her father was a muddler. But speaking of racing, perhaps you remember the great foot race between Jerry Seinfeld and his friend Duncan. I love the one-upsmanship that goes on between George and Jerry, despite the fact that they're supposed to be working toward a common goal.
4: There's just no way you could have beaten me by that much. I'd already beaten you in junior high school three times. I didn't hit puberty till the ninth grade. That's what gave me my speed. (laughs) Besides, if I got a head start, why didn't Mr. Bevilacqua stop the race? That's what I've always wondered about. Well. I'm sorry, uh... George. George Costanza. Oh, George Costanza. Kennedy High. Yes, 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 yes. yes, This is unbelievable. Hey,
5: George. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. It starts with. Something. I haven't seen you guys in what, 20
4: years?
5: Yeah. This is Lois. I <laughs> uh, so, what have you uh, been doing with yourself? Well, uh, I'm a comedian. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I, uh, I really wouldn't know about that. I don't watch much TV. I, I like to read. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you do? A lot of that, uh, did you ever notice kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It strikes me a lot of guys are doing that kind of humor. Yeah,
4: yeah. Well, you really went bald there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you used yeah. to really have a thick, full head of hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I started losing it when I was about 28, uh, right around the time I made my first million.
4: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You know
5: it's true what they say: the first million is the hardest yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I'm an architect.
6: Have you designed any buildings in New York?
5: Have you seen the uh, new addition to the Guggenheim?
6: You did that?
5: Yep, yep. It didn't take very long either.
4: Well, you've really built yourself up into something. Well, uh, I, uh, I had a dream, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. One can't help but wonder what brings you into a crummy little coffee shop like this.
5: Well, I like to stay in touch with the people. Uh uh-huh. You know, you, you got a hole in your sneaker there. What is that, canvas? Yeah, you know, my driver's waiting, I said. I really
4: yeah. should get running. Good, yeah, to, see yeah, good to see you guys again. This this is George, is, uh, George, uh, George, George, hang uh, on yeah. a second, because we haven't seen you in so long. Uh-huh. I thought we might reminisce a little more. You know, Duncan and I were just talking about the day of the big race. Oh, the big race. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs>
2: You
5: were there? Oh, sure, sure, I certainly was. Yeah, I remember that day. Well, I'll never forget it, because that that was the day that I uh, lost my virginity to Miss Stafford, the uh, the voluptuous homeroom teacher. Miss Stafford? Yes, yes. You know, I was in detention, and she came up behind me while I was erasing the blackboard. George! But I digress. Uh, Let me see. Now, as I remember, you were standing at one end of the line. I was right next to you, and, uh... I remember that we were even for, like, the first five yards, and then, boom, boom, you were gone. Did I get
4: a head start? Head start? Oh, no, absolutely not. No. You're satisfied, so you see? No, I'm still not convinced, and I never will be.
6: Why don't the two of you just race again? That's a
4: good idea. No, 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 no. Another race. Out of the question. I know. You've been saying that for 20 years because you know you can't beat me. You couldn't beat me then, and you can't beat me now.
2: Race him, Jerry. Race him.
4: All right. I'll do it. The race is on.
0: We veered quite a distance away from the subject of emotions and physical health, but I'd like to make one more point, and that is on the subject of male versus female longevity here in the United States. Now, life expectancy for women in the United States is presently 81.3 years, whereas men on average live to the age of 76.5 years, almost a full five years less than women. And this brings me back to my theory that unexpressed sadness is harmful to our health. Women are much more comfortable crying than our men. We men are allowed to cry up to a certain age and then are told once we get beyond that age that crying is unmanly. We are told to suck it up and be a man.
6: Love is not all. Love is not all. It is not meat, nor drink, nor slumber, nor a roof against the rain, nor yet a floating spar to men that sink and rise and sink and rise and sink again. Love cannot fill the thickened lung with breath, nor clean the blood, nor set the fractured bone. Yet many a man is making friends with death, even as I speak, for lack of love alone. It well may be that in a difficult hour, pinned down by pain, and moaning for release, or nagged by want past resolution's power, I might be driven to sell your love for peace, or trade the memory of this night for food. It well may be, I do not think I would.
0: Edna St. Vincent Millay reading her poem, Love is Not All. I love the line, nor yet a floating spar to men who sink and rise and sink and rise and sink again. She talks of men who are making friends with death, even as I speak for lack of love alone. And I think of lonely men who are lacking in love and cannot even own their sadness with tears.
7: Ti seguì come i ride di pace lungo le vie del cielo, io ti segui come un'amica faccia della notte nel vero e ti senti nella luce. Nu- in the air, in quel giorno scordai
0: Giuseppe Stefano singing Francesco Tosti's composition, Ideale. Next, we're going to circle back to Guys and Dolls with a title tune.
3: What's playing at the Roxy? I'll tell you what's playing at the Roxy. A picture about a Minnesota man so in love with a Mississippi girl that he sacrifices everything and moves all the way to Biloxi.
2: That's what's playing at the Roxy. What's in the Daily News? I'll tell you what's in the daily news. Story about a guy who bought his wife a small ruby with what otherwise would have been his union dues. That's what's in the daily news. What's happening all over? I'll tell you what's happening all over.
3: Guy sitting at home by a television set who used to be something of a rover. That's what's happening all over. Love is a thing that has licked them. And it looks like Nathan's just another victim. Yes, sir, when you see a guy reach for stars in the sky, you can bet that he's doing it for some doll. When
2: you spot a John waiting out in the rain, chances are he's insane as only a John can be for a Jane. When you meet
3: a gent paying all kinds of rent for a flat, that could flatten the Taj Mahal. Call it sad, call it funny, but it's better than even money that the guy's only doing
2: it for some dough. When you see a Joe saving half of his dough, you can bet they'll be minking it for some dough. When a bum buys wine like a bum
3: can't afford, It's a cinch that the bum is under the thumb of some little
2: broad. When you meet a mug lately out of the jug, and he's still lifting platinum Faldi Raal, call it hell, call it heaven, it's a probable 12 to 7 that the guy's only doing it for some doll. When you see a sport and his cash has run short, you can bet that he's banking it with some dow. When a
3: guy wears tails with the front gleaming white, who the hell do you think he's tickling pink on Saturday night?
2: When a lazy slob takes a good steady job, and he smells from Vitalis and Barbasol, call it dumb, call it clever,
3: oh, but you can give odds forever that the guy's only
0: List of Things to Do Today by Jack Handy. Wake up, yawn, untangle self from sheets, brush teeth if cannot find toothbrush, use toothpaste on finger. If cannot find toothpaste, just rinse mouth with water. Find glass first. Read newspaper, shake head in disgust. Eat cereal, shake head at how good it is. Call work, find out if I'm still fired. Take shower. Get clean, but not so clean it's like you're bragging. Fix hammock or just lie in it like it is. Put lids back on things from previous night. Look for ants. Write down number of ants seen. Compare with yesterday's ant list. Note upward or downward trend on ant graph. Write chapter of novel. Have Dr. Punzari tricked Lance into going into room with moving wall of spikes again. Put on pants. Change light bulb, get neighbors to help if necessary. Put on fake mustache, walk around block. Take off mustache, walk around again. Look for surprised looks on faces. Go to drugstore, pick up Viagra. Don't tell pharmacist what it's for. Buy bag of candy in case people don't give me candy when I go trick or treating. Watch for skunks, write down number seen. If zero again, rethink whole idea of skunk graph. Walk to pier, go fishing. If I catch a fish, name him Rudy and release him. If no fish, shake fist at water and yell, Will you win this round, Rudy? Throw rocks at mounds of garbage floating by. Make sure not kayakers. Ask out girl from payroll department at old job. Don't tell her you've been fired. Practice funny cowboy dance for at least two hours. Concentrate on spinning movements. Call Wild Bob and ask him if he's gotten over his no drinking phase yet. Have staring contest with cat, then go buy cat toys like I do every day. Learn karate from book I bought. Pick fight with big guy next door. Call around, see if I'm in anyone's will. Work on design for the everyday helmet. Should be thick enough to protect head after tripping and to repel objects thrown at head, but light enough to be casual. Meditate for an hour lying down on the couch. Fight inner demon. Let inner demon win so he doesn't feel bad. Call up Don, see if I can borrow some more money. Remind Don I have finished making voodoo Don. Do something just for fun. Go fly a kite or go to a bar and get really drunk and complain about the government. Ask person on street for the time. Check my watch to see if he's lying. Nod and say you passed if time is the same. Just shake head and walk away if not. Practice head shaking. Lie in hammock, count shooting stars. See if number continues to have eerie similarity to number of ants. Nobel Prize? Get out telescope. Check on college girls to make sure they're okay. Thank the man upstairs for putting a roof over your head. On second thought, don't thank him, as he may raise rent. Prepare next day's list of things to do. If too tired, just use this one again. Make self big martini. You deserve it. Have sweet dreams. You've been listening to List of Things to Do Today by Jack Handy from his collection, What I Would Say to the Martians.
8: Bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. Bad luck and trouble's my only friend. I've been down ever since I was ten. Born under a bad sign. I've been down since I began to crawl. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. No wine and women, it's all I crave. The big bad woman, are gonna carry me to my grave. Born under a bad sign. I've been down since I began to crawl. Wasn't for bad love, I wouldn't really have. If it was I wouldn't have no love If it wasn't for real bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck
0: With born under a bad sign. Some of you may have noticed certain inconsistencies of logic in this song. This singer states that he's been down since he was 10, and then at other times states that he's been down since he began to crawl. Now, unless he took a very long time to learn to walk, there's an obvious inconsistency here. This is my morning walk slash dance, favorite song, as I make my way through the Beverly Hills Flats. It puts me into that bad-to-the-bone mental space and allows me to revisit some of my patented, yet highly imitated dance moves of the late 1960s and early 1970s. I mask these moves subtly into my morning walk so as not to be perceived as slightly insane.
2: At the joy they had found, the nurse spoke up, said, Leave this one alone. She could tell right away that I was bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Bad. Bad.
0: George Thorogood and his destroyers still touring at the age of 71. God bless him. (laughs) Folks, that's it for podcast number 30. Joe Weber wishing you love, laughter, and good health from the Voice of the Arts. Thanks for listening.